0: Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things Considered, CX. I'm your host, Bob Ellsman, and welcome back for another podcast broadcast. Today, we have Claire Bosk-Scott with us as our guest. And Claire, welcome to the podcast and please introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Hello, hello, Bob. Thank you for having me. Um, Yes, I'm Claire Boscott. I'm French originally, but um, I've been living on the little island which is called Jersey, uh, and it's based between France and England, so right in the middle of the, the channel. Um, and I'm a customer experience, employee experience, kind of b uh, <laughs> creator. Um, and I've been kind of in that CX environment for Well, I I could really say all my life, really, I've been in the service industry. I've really kind of set a own business 12 years ago to really focus on mystery shopping, uh, customer experience and employee experience. And lately, Bishui, which I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, during the course of the uh, the podcast.
0: Absolutely. And, And for our guests, many of whom are, excuse me, for our listeners, many of whom are based in the US, let's be just clear about this. You didn't say New Jersey you said Jersey, right?
1: Jersey, right. Yes. And so this is a little island, which is nine miles by five miles. um, And uh, we have 100,000 people on the island.
0: (laughs) Oh, good heavens.
1: (laughs) So it is a very small island, um, um, and we've got, like everywhere in the world, our challenges in absolutely every, every industry has been, you know, obviously challenged with the, the pandemic, but um, we, because we are such a small island, we also have our own ways of doing things. Um, so it's, um, it's very interesting. I've been here 21 years now.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes. it's fantastic. So, Claire, share with our listeners your career path. How did you come to do what you're doing today? I, mm. I, and I ask that because oftentimes, you know, experienced professionals don't wake up when they're, a, you know, a, a child and say, I want to be an experienced professional. They say they want to be a, a pilot or a doctor or something. So what, what's, your, <laughs> what's been your path?
1: Well, I kind of I kind of grew in it, you know, so my I was born in Paris, but my my parents thought it'd be a good idea to uh, move down the south of France and open a restaurant. So really, from the age of about seven or eight, I was kind of carrying plate in my dad's restaurant and. I just loved seeing people enjoying themselves and coming back and taking photos. And it was just an environment I really, really enjoyed doing. And, you know, I guess you either love it or hate it, right? You know, (laughs) it's either one or the other. And I I just loved it. So I kind of continued and did my caging school in Nice. Um, And then afterwards, I kind of knew I had to speak better English if I wanted to further my career. So I, you know, wrote letters. Bob, you remember remember letters, right? (laughs) Vaguely. And I found a little receptionist job on this little island of Jersey. So I was doing ski resort in France, then uh, Jersey in in the summer. I went to America and worked at Epcot Center in Florida with um, Disney World for a whole year and then came back to to the UK um, and to Jersey to run manage the hotel, which I used to be a little receptionist a few years before. So (laughs) it was kind of a a little circle. So very much in that hospitality industry, um, but very much in the operation side of it. Um, And 12 years ago, so the first big recession that we had in 2009, I realized there was a gap in in Jersey. So on our little island to actually um, deliver, uh, measure the customer service and do mystery shopping. So we had to fly people over from the UK to give us those kind of information. So I thought, ooh you know this could be a time for me to kind of start up um, a business and I did so at the time I was getting divorced I had my job I had my kids which were quite young and I just wanted to be there for them and and be able to do something so I just jumped the ship (laughs) um, and set up on my own um, at that time and really kind of the business grew from the mystery shopping which was the core of the service to really looking and developing and creating the customer experience and the last few years the employee experience for me has, has been very crucial i i do i know we always have that question bob Daven. we is it the employee first or is it the customers first right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and, but you can't do one without the other right and you know if your employees aren't feeling right like we've seen during the pandemic well you're never going to be having a, a thriving organization so um it's it's taken me different stages of of the CX um and um and the pandemic arrived right so that was a bit of a <laughs> a blow for everybody and that was a bit of a a shake up and a reevaluating time and you know we um of course such a small island um it was a big thing and I yeah. kind of lost all my business in three days so that was a a massive kind of shock to the system (laughs) Um, and so you i kind of had to kind of do the same as a lot of businesses and reevaluate what i do how i do it why i do it um and what do what how do i provide value for for people and you and i know that you know customer service when the fire is out there um it's probably seen more as a cost than a than a, a, a helpful uh, thing in terms of the 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 customer service and customer experience and training and all those kind of things, and so yeah, the last kind of eighteen months have been pretty pretty uh, pretty interesting in terms of remodeling my business and and what I do and why I do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating, Clara. The reason I always ask for that kind of career overview that you provided is that there's always a nugget in there. And it's interesting uh, that I've talked to a number of experienced professionals who had families that were in restaurants or hospitality or retail so that 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 customer service mentality kind of gets in the DNA very early. Mm. And many professionals have reflected on that and said to me, well, you know, it really started when I was a small child in my parents' business and they taught me or I experienced it. So uh, that's, that's interesting that you started out with a restaurant. Now, Claire, before we jump into kind of some of the, your thoughts on the state of customer experience, tell me a little bit about um, what a Biz Shooie creator is. <laughs> I love that and I want to know more.
1: (laughs) It's a bit of a, ooh, what's that? You know, it makes people think, really. And one of the things that we have obviously, you know, with the pandemic, everybody, our, our environment has changed totally, right? And, you know, we've suddenly had to work from a side of a bed or a kitchen table and have three or four people in the same room. And so the pandemic has, has totally, totally changed the way we were. We had to work and, and Uh, without really thinking about it and understanding it, our environment will affect how we perform, will affect us as a person and will affect how we perform, how good we feel and how good we behave with other people. So if you have an environment to support you and it's got light and it smells good and it's got inspirational things on the wall, you're going to feel good, right? You're going to come to work. You're going to really enjoy what you're doing. If not, and you have a, a room where you know it's dark and you've got mold on the side and it smells and you've got clutter everywhere, this really kind of doesn't uh, encourage you or inspire you to do a lot of work. And so I've had a bit of a, that pandemic did make me think. And I think a lot of people have at the same time thought, I really want to do what I'm passionate about. And I've always been passionate about helping businesses to deliver better service. And one thing that I was, I've was been doing in secret, and I'm saying in secret because I really feel that I've kind of come out uh, <laughs> um, of a closet. Um, is Wait a minute, just, are these headlines we're making right now? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really feels like this. Um, I have been a Feng Shui practitioner. So Feng Shui with the American oh, accent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and absolutely loved those Chinese principles. Um, and when I started, you know, when everybody started working from home and you realize how many people really were affected on their performance and how, you know, they really kind of were struggling with mental, with stresses, with uh, low energy and all those kind of things, you realize that the environment around you, the energy around you wasn't supporting them so I've decided to really bring those Feng Shui practice those Feng Shui principles into a a method which looks at really the 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 physical environment so the energy that's from the outside um you know with bringing some of those techniques and decluttering and adding on some of the, the Feng Shui kind of um tips to enhance the environment and then looking at yourself as a your personal state of being how do you feel how do you think how do you behave what do you do to for that inner energy to keep you know enhancing and being you know on top of the on top of the world all the time and once you've got the outer energy and the inner energy well now there's no stopping you right that customer experience is going to be amazing with Great communications. You're going to be great with your team. You're going to give great service to your customers. And so suddenly you realize how the three of them totally work together to really kind of help you being the the best that you can be, whether it's your business or whether it's an individual as well. So that's what bishui is all about. So it's kind of business feng shui, <laughs> and I kind of mix it together to to make it the secret weapon to thrive.
0: <laughs> I love it. I and I get it totally now that you say it when you relate it to feng shui. That's that's very fascinating and so timely, Claire, as you point out for the personal side of the experiences that everyone's going through. So. Not only did they have to adjust their work life, but their personal lives were right. impacted.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and, you know, the, the you know it yourself when you're not feeling right in the morning and you're feeling about the cold coming or you're not, you know, it's raining outside. And, you know, if you're having all that, um, that energy from that inner energy it's it's not going to go right so we need to be able to show people and give them some tips on how they can improve that outer and inner energy so really kind of bringing that more holistic approach to employee and customer experience because that works the same and if you think about it from a customer's point of view the physical environment is totally so important as well, right? You're walking in somewhere and you're just going to like it or not, right? It's going to look beautiful. Oh, it smells nice. It's You can hear music. And suddenly you're taking them by the whole experience. And your five senses are completely dri- driving that experience. Or you're walking into somewhere, it just really doesn't inspire you, are picking up what you want and then you leave again. You'll never go back to that, that shop or that uh, particular business. So both of the environment as a personal, as an employee or as a customer are really, really important to, to, to really take uh, a bit more notice of it.
0: So true, and that's a great lead-in to our to my next question, which is, where are we at, Claire? What's the state of customer experience? I love the fact that we have uh, guests joining us from around the world and and creating that global perspective. Where do you think we're at with the multiple crises that are we're facing? Supply chain, pandemic labor shortages, etc. What's your view of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh, it's um, I don't think this uh, this is the end of the challenge. And, you know, we we need we all need to kind of and that's why those podcasts that you're doing, Bob, are fantastic, because speak about people can businesses can just pick up some ideas and continually evolving. And we need businesses to continue evolved and adapt and be flexible um, and and you know listening to the customers we talk about you know the voice of the customers but it is so so important to really kind of understand what your customers want and they at the end of the day they all want to feel valued they all want to feel that you generally care for them and that's whether it's your employees or your customers that is key to every business and You've seen some of the, the program and some of the some of the companies that the program that they've done for their employees, and you just think, wow, this is just amazing. So the 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 really the the approach of you know the employee experience and how we're valuing, nurturing our employees is gonna be uh, f- For me, it's the thing that we really, really need to kind of, the the future needs to hold and making your customers feel valued and personalizing. So technology is amazing and technology is just, has kind of again, boomed and completely went whoosh in the last kind of uh, 18 months, right? But how do we need technology everywhere all the time, right? We still need that personal human being who is able to talk to somebody and is able to, so looking at your business and how do you run your business and what are the areas that you need some support and where are the areas where your customers will need um, that personal touch and and that connection on that emotional level, I think it's it's really important uh, as well. So those touch points, when you're looking at your customer journey, what are those touch points and how your customers are going to feel, think you know, behave in certain ways, and you know that's that's an important part of it.
0: So true, uh, and and as we struggle through this, you know, Claire. Oftentimes, we talk about for many years, we talked about happy employees equal happy customers, but it that seemed seems so simplified of the true linkage between those two. And when you've talked about this, when we were just talking about Bishui and and the, the well-being, are there key elements, are there key links that you look at when you're working with organizations to kind of identify where the challenges are for employees and how that will improve the customer experience if you improve the employee experience? Are there things to watch for? Are there behaviors that you're looking for that some of our listeners might want to be sensitized?
1: Yeah, I think sometimes also, you know, I think sometimes the things that are not said are the most more important part of it. You know, especially for employees, you know, not necessarily everybody's going to come out and say, oh, I've got mental issues. Um, So Mm -hmm. being able to put some real um, thought thinking behind the programs that you are offering your employees and making them feel that they you generally care about them this is kind of a a a big 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 part of of what I like to 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 look at it from every point of view you know because it's it's good to have values on the wall but if you don't you know live by those values if you don't recruit your staff by those values if you don't you know get you know if your whole business isn't based on really what's what's important to you that it doesn't mean anything so you know being able to recruit and being able to and that's a big i mean that is going to be massive huge um recruitment is going to be huge uh, it is a, a really really um challenge for everybody we live on a hundred well hun- yeah hundred thousand people here and all of our industry on the island are struggling i mean i'm um, I'm heading at the moment the Jersey Hospitality Association and we've missed, we've lost 1,500 staff in 18 months um, and that's a huge impact on the industry um, but that also means the, where are we going to find more staff, how are we going to be recruiting and how are we going to be caring for them because again that piece of you know if you, if they feel valued, if they feel nurtured, if they feel that they can grow in your company, they're they're not going to be jumping from one job to the other. And that's, you know, that's a, a big thing which we need to kind of really look at. That whole employee experience and how you're making them feel that they want to be part of it and inspiring them to be part of your journey as well. Um, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And and I'm I'm sitting here thinking there's labor shortage, there's global labor shortages and yeah. Then you then you couple that with an island, um, and only a hundred thousand people. It just makes it that much more pronounced. Uh, and I can't believe how you deal with the loss of fifteen hundred people.
1: Yes, it's it's interesting. This morning, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's in Australia, and say, "Oh, we're missing, we're missing thirty thousand chefs." And I was, what? Oh my God. <laughs> That's one third of our population. <laughs> Um, and there's also these restrictions on the government and permits and visas to come and work on the island. So you need to really kind of, you know, we need to engage with our youngest, we need to kind of get them to, to really re-engage with whichever industry you are, you know, really kind of thinking that those those young people that are, you know, in school or coming out of school, how can you engage them into your business and and really kind of bring them at that younger age to inspire them to come in in, in, with a career? Um, It's looking at perhaps other, you know, um, demographic like maybe the older generations where perhaps are, already they're not working full-time or they you know perhaps retired but still have you know a wealth of experience and how can we utilize that experience perhaps for some of the job that you know will will be amazing to have to bring those uh, those experience so I think we really need to kind of think carefully on on that recruitment piece and and how can we ensure that all of our industries are are going to be you know thriving again it's it's such a challenge
0: we're really forced to rethink everything we thought we knew
1: right to some extent right and 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 be totally to totally flexible at all time i think that's that that real key word you know we talked about a lot about pivoting um last year when when the pandemic was here but that flexibility and that adaptation piece of it it's really really important if we can't do that what can we do to get to our goal and what are the you know what are the the, the supports do I need who can I ask for help you know is it a government thing area or is it a local association area or you know who can I ask for support And and again a lot of the time when you're running a business you especially the smaller guys you know you kind of think i can do it myself you know i'll do it myself (laughs) or do it all myself but you don't have to do it all yourself actually sometimes asking support like you know of you for example or me you know in terms of helping them with certain areas of their business will make them move forward a lot quicker um than if they're trying to do everything themselves
0: so true so so um Um, so spot on in terms of what we need to do differently moving forward and and speaking of that Claire what are your thoughts about you know we're believe it or not six weeks away from the end of 2021 already Mm. Uh, as you've worked with clients and your current role with the Jersey Hospitality Association what are you hearing in terms of what 2022 is going to look like and what the future might hold for experience management?
1: Yeah, so I, I think um, there's going to be a, a big um, shift towards um, carbon neutral. I mean, that's that's been a kind of hanging around for a, a few months, but um, we are certainly going to be all needed to kind of put ourselves together and really kind of look at, how can all our industries kind of really take this, uh, this piece seriously? And there's, um, so there, there's, there's a big thing in, in that area, which I think next year will, will, be, um, will be a, a start of, of, a, of a big thing for a lot of businesses. Um, we also in Jersey have uh, election time next year. Um, so I know a lot of countries actually next year will have some elections which uh, will be an interesting time after the pandemic and you know after brexit and after a lot of the the challenges that we have change of government and actually change of directions from the government will have a huge effect on on our businesses and everything that we're doing from from the outside in so being very aware of the you know how other political involvement can affect your business and can affect everything around you, your supply chain, your recruitment, your policies, everything that is around your business. Um, and, and to be a lot more perhaps uh, aware in terms of your political and how this affects your business, I think we'll, it's, it's an important part. Sometimes we forget, don't we? And we think, oh, you know, they just do whatever they want anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but actually we need the support and you as business the businesses need their support so you need to really be very clear on what you need and how can they help you so as as a whole community organization countries you know having a thriving country means that you're all working together for the same same thing not against each other
0: Claire I think it's really fascinating that you bring up um the political aspect and um sustainability frankly i have not heard a lot of our guests talk about that as a component of experience management and i think you're again spot on that the political side has impacts regulations policies who's Mm. elected um the whole um approach of sustainability, carbon neutral. Um, I've, I've done some writing about social responsibility uh, mm-hmm. in your customer experience. I think those are really important topics that we might sometimes not consider when we're busy doing our journey maps or strategic designs, that they really are real impact mm. the experience, as you yeah. said.
1: And because they're not they're not direct impact, but they will it's 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 a side impact, right? At the moment, we have you know we well if we come back to recruitment, we come back to recruitment. For example, here on the island, to be able to recruit anybody who isn't part of the the common travel area, so any of the British Isles, our employees, our workers have to have a permit, and the permits give them a nine months working on the island and in 3 months off island so they have to leave the island every every 9 months which really, when you think about it, by the time they arrive, by the time they settle, by the time you train them, by the time, you know, they feel comfortable, they have to leave, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's 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 the truth. You know, it takes that long to get people really kind of on board and really kind of feeling comfortable and part of, of the organization. Um, and so we have, um, we've had, we've gone into to the government and we said, this is just too short. We just won't be able to manage next year with all the other all challenges that we've had, just to have nine months um, permit. So we've managed to come to an agreement to extend that nine months to 18 months. Imagine that impact on your business and on your customer experience, on your employee experience to be able to have staff for 18 months and be able to really kind of deliver, give them that training, make them feel valued and really kind of have that experience from that customer's point of view where they're seeing the same face and they feel that they love coming back to your business because They're seeing the same people around and that makes people feel good. You know, it makes them feel, trust the business and the company.
0: So true. So very true. Great example too, that you Mm.
1: share.
0: Claire, I think we could talk all day, but um, (laughs) it's been a wonderful conversation. Before we uh, close our podcast together, words of wisdom for our listeners. Uh, for what the future might hold from your perspective
1: yeah I think um you know you you said happy employees means uh, happy customers and and it is a very simple it's it is very simple but it is so so true um and in the fact that you know you know it yourself so looking at how can you really kind of uh taking care you know if you really care for somebody they'll care back for everybody else around them so that care piece of it making them feel that they care for making your customers feel that you generally care for them and and bringing more of that that love into into what we do i think is really important to to show people that we generally care
0: those are indeed wonderful words of wisdom listeners <laughs> you've been listening to clara busk scott who has joined us today. Claire, we appreciate uh, your energy, your enthusiasm, and your perspective uh, in joining our podcast today. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and hope to speak to you again very soon.
0: Absolutely. And listeners, this has been another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman. If you've liked this podcast, please share it with your networks. We're a part of the CXFM radio podcast network. And as always, stay tuned for another upcoming episode with great guests on experience management. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered, CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences.